Recorded live. I'm Wendy Kay. And I'm Misty. And the next few minutes are spiritually yours. Today we're going to discuss how to properly treat your deck of reading cards. Now, this might be of interest to some of you, those who are just learning to read cards. Or perhaps you've just bought a new deck of cards and are trying to understand the best way to um, get them set up for doing your readings. It's possible that you're actually somebody who has been doing card readings for a while and you've had your deck for a while and have been using them, but you actually want to improve the quality of your readings and or want to know if it's possible to improve the quality of your readings by treating your cards in a different manner. Now, this question came from um, a lady. Her name is Kalora, and I'm hoping I'm saying your name right. It's it's an unusual spelling name, um, so I apologize if I'm not saying it right. Kalora is a member of our Psychic Development Group, which can be found on Facebook, and if you're interested in joining that group, you can always... Go to the Orlin.com homepage, and you'll find the link there. Now, Kalora asked a few questions about preparing her deck for doing readings and if there was anything specific that she should do. So we thought this was a really great question, and I'm sure a lot of people who are just starting out have this question. So let's discuss it a bit in, in more detail. When I'm talking about a deck of cards, I'm talking about any deck of cards that you're using to do a reading. Now, this can be a regular deck of playing cards. It can be tarot cards, angel cards. There are endless number of cards that are out there today that can be used to do readings. And this would apply to any of the card decks that you have or that you might be using. So, is it important for you to treat your cards in a specific way so that you get the best results for your readings. And if so, do you have to worry about, well, let's look at the first thing. Do you have to worry about how you're going to actually store your deck of cards? Some people wrap them in silk or store them in a silk bag. And that that's supposed to protect them from the downward pull of energies. Now, I don't know if this is true, and it was something I had read about oh many many years ago when I first started I mean we're talking like 30 years ago when I first started reading cards and I wondered the same question whether or not I needed to do something with them to keep them safe and I I wasn't quite sure whether or not it made any sense but I actually had a silk um, scarf at the time and I made it into a bag and I and I wrapped my cards I actually don't know if it made any difference to the quality of my readings. After a while, I just started to store them in a box that I bought specifically for my cards. It was my reading card box. And I don't think it really made any difference to the quality of my readings. Um, So there are some people who store them with crystals or keep them on an altar. So they make it a very kind of almost sacred environment for their cards. And there are some people who will just store the cards in the box that they came in. And I have the cards that I don't use that often. I leave them in the box that they came in. I don't even, I don't wrap them. I don't do anything special. Um, I don't store them in any way that is considered special. 
Uh, Misty, how about you? How, how do you store your cards? Well, like you in the beginning, I, I read a lot of different um, views on it, and and I really did practice a lot of it, but I didn't notice much difference. So at this time, the decks that I use the most, I keep in a cloth bag. Um, there's some that I also keep in a special box. It's a wooden box. And then there are others that I keep in the original uh, cardboard box. So it doesn't, do you differentiate between how you store it? Like depending on, uh, is there a reason that you put one in a box and one in a, a, a wooden box or et cetera, or one is wrapped in, in the cloth? Is there a reason for separating them up that way? Uh, convenience, pretty much. I really didn't notice any difference between um, wrapping them in silk or, or putting a crystal with them. Um, I did hear at one time a clear quartz crystal was good for two reasons, cleansing and amplifying any energies. But beyond that, no, just kind of out of convenience. I want to actually comment on that. You mentioned about putting it with a, crystal, a clear crystal in order to amplify the information. Uh, I actually, I, I don't think I don't, I don't know that it does any makes any difference to putting the quartz crystal in the bag with the cards but I found that when I was doing parties and I had you know 10 people that I, I was reading at one time I started to bring my quartz clusters into the readings um, so that when I was reading each person that I had two clusters that were just sitting on the table and I found that there was a, a huge difference in how I was receiving information. It came through faster and clearer, and I was less tired. Major difference to what I could compare to beforehand, where I wasn't bringing the crystals in. And I, I think it was, um, I think it was my guides kind of impressed me to do that. It just because there was such a large number of people that I was reading in, at one time. It made a, a big difference to my energy levels and to the quality of the readings. Uh, but I don't think storing my cards with it made a difference. It was having them there when I was doing the reading. It's funny that you mentioned that. I actually have a pretty good sized, um, almost like a broken crystal point. And it is the clear crystal. And I keep those around all the time when I'm doing readings as well. And I do like the difference when I have it. Yeah, there's a noticeable difference. Yes, very definitely. So if anybody's out there and you, you're looking for a way to improve the quality of your readings, one of the things that you can do is get yourself a clear quartz crystal. Or if you're drawn to another type of crystal, because there might be another type that um, will work better for you, go out and grab yourself one and see see how it works with your readings you don't have anything to lose by it and you might actually discover that it really um, helps to make the the reading a lot better so they're actually something i've collected and and people really should experiment with them because they do affect different people differently and i do feel like they aid in a lot of a lot of uh, information getting and and the environment in general 
Yeah, well, 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 for sure, we'll, we're going to do a show on crystals. Oh, I'm sure we'll do several shows on crystals, but we'll um, plan on doing one soon on them because they are so fascinating. And it's typical of people to get involved with crystals when they're just starting to walk this path, right? Okay, so, oh, how about holding the cards? Now, this was a question that was asked by Kalora, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, not a question that I would have come up with because I never really thought about it when I was starting to use the cards but she actually asked how do you hold the cards is there a specific way and for me um, there's nothing specific about the way I hold the cards um, Misty how about you uh, no there isn't any specific way that I hold them um, or even shuffle them I had read that uh, some people uh, didn't think that it was good to uh, now I don't even know how to explain it but when you kind of bend the cards and you and shuffle them together where where it goes one one from each side all the way up until it's shuffled they said that that was not a good way because it scattered energies I do believe was the reasoning at the time but I still do that and I don't hold them in a particular way or shuffle them in a particular way I just kind of go with what I feel at the time while you were saying that one of, um, I, I guess I'm starting to learn that when we're doing these shows that certainly my guides are around a lot more than what I thought they would be, uh, but they're commenting as well. So as you were saying uh, about how to mix or shuffle the cards, my guide was saying it makes no difference whatsoever. That I guess I've had people, I can remember when I was doing the readings, people would do the shuffling where you hold it to the side and kind of, I, I, you know, like you see on TV with the guys doing it, like, um, I don't even know, I, it's hard to do it <laughs> on the when you're talking this way to get the picture, but there's that one yeah. way where they kind of go, not bending them, but just at the side. Um, I There were times where I would put them on the table and just mix them. Like, so they were all over the place, and then I would just gather them back together and put them back into a normal format. But no no way, there wasn't any particular way in terms of shuffling them uh, or holding them that I did it. Now, the only thing to keep in mind in terms of holding them, if you've bought a deck of cards that have a right way and a wrong way, and you want them to be in a specific way, like you do not want it to be upside down, then you're going to want to shuffle them in a way that you make sure they're going to align properly. However, know, know that if they go upside down, there's probably a significance to that in, in terms of interpretation as well. That is a very good point, because I, as a rule, do not do reverse card readings. But every once in a while, there a card will come out reverse, which is... As, as long as I've been shuffling the cards for them to come out reversed like that's kind of uh, not something that happens very often. But, yeah, it does definitely have a meaning when that happens. Yeah, so something to pay attention to. And I know I've seen that there are cards out there where, you know, they're all one way. that And if it flips over, you can definitely, definitely say it's upside down or reversed. Yeah, and, and then, again, it depends on you know, what your meanings for reverse cards are, but I found that it, it depends on the reading and the, the situation, but it usually, to me, means that the influence of that card is not even, it's not as strong, or possibly that it has more of a, a negative or opposite meaning. Yeah, I, I think I've 
seen a lot of it that it's more uh, I when I did it I tend to I tend to go more with a negative meaning to it like take that take whatever the meaning is and reverse it take it upside down that's exactly. how I, so that, and that's why I said it wasn't necessarily negative because some of the cards seem negative in nature but then if they show up in reverse well it'd have a little more of a positive outlook for it right okay so now Cleansing the cards, this is a topic that I consider to be extremely important, or a question that I consider to be extremely important. It's my belief that any time that you are going to do a reading, you need to cleanse them before each reading. Uh, I would say and after each reading, but after would actually be the before of the next one, I guess, as long as nobody touched the cards in between. So, but before, I guess I'd say before any reading, do a cleansing. Because you want, when you do a cleansing, you're removing any of the energies that were placed on them previous to doing that reading. So, any of the influences of the previous reading are then removed and you can start fresh. And it should be done each time, not just once at the beginning and then go and do five people like at a beginning of a session. It's before each particular reading or each person. And the method that I use, in, and there are different methods that can be used, but the method that I've always used to cleanse my cards is I have always placed them between my hands. Like I, I, if I'm praying, I put the cards in between my hands. And I say a prayer asking for the, and the prayer varies. Actually, if you're interested in the types of prayers or, or how to do a prayer, a protection prayer, you can go online to the YouTube channel that we have. Again, the link is found on the Orlin.com homepage. But you can go to the YouTube channel and there, there are several videos on protection and how to do a protection prayer so it goes through the basics of what you need to include in a protection prayer and you can create your own so but anyway i I would put the cards between my hands say my protection prayer and i visualize or imagine light coming in through the top of my head going down through my body flowing over my hands through the cards and out and it's like a shower of light or a flushing motion that goes over the cards continuously and what ends up happening with with me in particular with the cards, the energy comes in and starts doing like a little circle around and around and around like through the cards. And it's like a little whirlwind of energy. And eventually, within seconds, I mean, you know, maybe 30 seconds or so, depends on what's on the cards, the, that circle of energy starts to slow down. And then eventually it comes to a stop. And then I know that the deck has been prepared and it's, it's cleansed. Uh, and then I can work with it. That's the mes- method that I use. I, I know that some people will use, smudge their cards um, by using uh, the grass. Um, what's it called? I'm looking up at up up at my wall. I've got it hanging up there. The the, the you can burn sage. Sa- you can burn um, sage or I think sweet grass as well. I'm not too sure, but I, I'm looking up at it. Sage for sure, yeah. You can bur- burn some sage and wave the smoke over them. That will also um, work. C- crystals, maybe storing them with them. Maybe that's a, an, an, another way. But I would definitely focus on doing a more in-the-moment cleansing with them. So saging or uh, doing the prayer over them. 
Those are the two methods I think that I would stick to the most. Misty, what do you do? Okay, basically, I've tried several different things. Um, one being, every so often, you put salt in with your cards and kind of shake it around in a baggie. Sea salt. Um, yes, sea salt. Sorry, thank you. Um, the other thing, I, I also do the same as you, although at the time that I'm doing it, I'm actually shuffling the cards, and and I can kind of I visualize those energies coming off of them as I shuffle them. Right. Um, and more recently, I started actually saying a prayer at the beginning of uh, several readings, asking that at the end of each reading, any energies that I have taken on or that my cards have taken on, you know, be taken away so that they can be fresh for each subsequent reading after that. And that seems to work for me as well. Okay. That sounds like some good ideas for people to try and practice. It's, it's really important, and I think, I, I think it's even more important if you are the type of reader who has people coming to you and they're taking the cards from you and shuffling and picking cards out for you, I think it becomes that much more important to do the cleansing before you do anybody else because that's a real strong, direct, hands-on connection with the cards that that person has. Normally, a lot of people, um, well, Misty, you would do it this way because you're, when you're doing readings, if you're doing them by email, uh, you're going to be doing it, you're pulling the cards for the person. So your energy, although you're bringing in the energy of the other person and, and the guides, etc., it's still your, the primary energy. Do you know what I yes. mean? You know, one thing that I have always kind of believed in, for whatever reason, was that I need to handle the cards in between each and every person. And I used to sit and just shuffle my cards all the time, um, not necessarily to do a reading, but just, I guess, something about my energy being a part of the cards at all times because they are my cards. And I had also read where you don't want people just coming and, and taking your cards and playing with them because of the energies. And, you know, I, that's always kind of resonated with me. I don't want anybody else messing with or playing with my cards um, other than me, except for, you know, in the case that I'm doing a face-to-face -face reading where I actually have them shuffle before I do the reading for them. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's something that I've also experienced that in terms of other practices that might benefit your readings for sure do not use your deck of cards just to play with type of thing if especially if they're a regular deck of playing cards don't bring them out to play poker with the guys or your friends or or, or give them to the kids to play with uh you know fish and all their their games and then take them back to use for readings it's really important to respect the energy and to respect the process of those cards so definitely I, I agree with you a hundred percent you do you don't play with them or get people to you don't disrespect the energy I, I'm going to share something and this is this is and it's not cards but it's an example of the disrespecting of the energy of how it can affect what you're doing because when you're setting something up when you're saying a prayer on those cards and you're making it 
very spiritual and you're putting that energy into it, it becomes something that's, I guess, kind of important. And, and there's a lot, I guess, going on that we don't realize in, from a spiritual perspective. Years ago, when I was setting up candles and I was experimenting with them, I had some friends come over and I had just set up the candle and I had set it up so that the it would make our encounter, our social activity at, at that time, a pleasant experience to bring in very positive energies and to make it really nice. It was the first time that these friends had come over to my place, although I'd been to their place a lot of times. So, and it was an unusual for them to actually come over to my place. But So we sat down and I lit the candle and I'm like happy because I'm thinking, oh, this is good because I know I've set it up. It's going to be great. And we had, um, I think it was wine or something like that. And everybody had a glass. And we were just sitting around talking. And one of the guys uh, who smoked lit his cigarette off of the candle. He leaned in and lit a cigarette. And I was horrified. I was like, oh, my God. And I felt, I felt the energy of the guy. And she was angry. She was so angry. And a few minutes later, they finished. the guy finished his drink and said, I've got to go. And, like, it's time for us to leave. They were there. It was like 15 minutes. And he wanted to leave. The, the guide was so angry that she made him feel so uncomfortable. He couldn't wait to get out of there. My friend, my, the girlfriend who was the girlfriend, his girlfriend, looked at me and she was like, she didn't know what was going on because it was so out of the blue. They weren't even there like a half an hour and he couldn't wait to get out of there. So it's an example of, uh, it's, a, it's an example of how if you disrespect the energies of what you're doing, how those in spirit can affect what's going on around you. Oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. So, okay. Um, yeah, so we want to make sure. Now, there are actually, there are some things that other people do with their cards. For example, there are some people who will make sure that they never let their cards touch the surface of something that they haven't cleansed and protected. So they may carry around that silk, um, that silk tablecloth or cloth and lay it out on the table and then put their cards down on it so that their cards never touch anything that they would consider to be soiled. I guess that's the way to say it. Have you ever seen anybody do anything like that, Misty? Um, actually, yes, I have been to readers that, that do that. And in the beginning, I did that as well. But over the years, I found that, you know, you're not always prepared for when somebody's going to come and get a reading or, you know, I always tended to carry my cards with me and sometimes I'd forget that cloth or whatever. So in the end, I decided it wasn't as important in the overall reading as I originally thought. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it, I think it's more what you would consider to be part of a, for lack of a better word, a ritual or a ceremony that the person becomes used to maybe even a habit that that I don't believe that it actually and the guides are saying it they're shaking their heads no that it doesn't actually influence the reading itself so you wouldn't need to do that but I think in terms of just creating your own habit or um, the way that you do things is it's something you would get used to doing 
I, I think at this point that we've covered the basics of if you need to store your cards in any particular manner and the the fact that you do need to cleanse them. We both agree that absolutely you need to, to cleanse them if you want to get the best results for your readings. And a few other things we've touched on. The most important thing I think that you need to remember is that you need to treat your cards with respect and to cleanse them using that protection prayer or saging or some method before each reading. And also, if you aren't sure if something's going to work or want to know if something's going to work, experiment. Don't be afraid to experiment and try something to see if it works out better for you or improves the quality of your readings. Misty, how about you? Do you have any parting thoughts? Um, I agree 100% with everything that you said. Above all, I think that, you know, using your cards or, or any other tool that helps you connect to spirit, it's more in what you're comfortable with. I, you know, I think you need to try everything. And if you feel it's important to have a cloth laid down when you lay your cards out, by all means do that. Anything that makes you comfortable is going to affect your readings. And, you know, comfort, I think, is the real issue there beyond cleansing. Cleansing and, you know, dealing with the energies and respecting, you know, those are all very important things. Beyond that, it's all in what makes you comfortable. Okay, well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. And if you want to know when our next show is, remember to follow or subscribe to our show or join our Psychic Development Group. And you can find that link, as I said before, on the Orland.com homepage, where you can also find links to our YouTube channel, the Lightworkers Library, and, of course, the store where you can find all of the readings and services we offer. And right now, Misty is doing a special on Contact the Departed. That kind of goes hand-in-hand with the show that we just did previously where we talked about contacting the departed and what you can expect from those uh, by trying to do readings or trying to contact somebody. So if you're looking to contact someone who has passed over, you might want to check that out. Join us again, and remember to live in the light.